All right, so that was amazing. I love that. I love this night. I, I love the fact that Matt and I had to give up our seats in the front row. That has never happened. That's amazing. Seriously. That is so cool, man. I love the music. I, I love the fact that I had to like walk around a bunch of kids here in the front row just sitting on the floor. And, uh, and I love to listen to them sing. I could hear them sing. <laughs> and it was awesome. So thank you. Appreciate that. I love Christmas Eve, guys. This is easily my favorite night of the year by far. I love the whole season. I love the people. I like to see you. I love seeing these guys come back and then sing because we put them immediately back to work. Like Emily, that was amazing. And I love the lights. I dig the lights of Christmas. I'm a Christmas lights guy. So I'm a light enthusiast. How many of you are light enthusiasts? All right, know this. If you're not in the first 10 rows, I can't see you, but I'm still proud. All right? I'm still proud of you. That's amazing. I am a light enthusiast. How many of you are willing to raise your hand and admit that at least some of your Christmas lights, maybe like a strand or something, stay up all year? Can you do that? All right, you are not lazy. You're awesome. Just know that. Love the lights of Christmas, which means that every year I, I get to put the lights on the tree. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it's so funny, I think it's like the most memorable thing I've said in 20 years because it's the only thing anybody ever remembers. But I talked about the fact that I'm a fake tree person who, who lives in a real tree family. Do you remember that? Fake tree, except for everybody else. And I keep saying to my kids, look, here's the deal. Um, you know, this is not a democracy, okay? So, like, you guys have a voice, but you do not have a vote and I don't care that you're 25. Like, no, no vote. The problem that I have is that my wife has a vote. So we're, we're done. I, so year after year, we get the real tree, and I'm, because I'm the light enthusiast, my contribution to the cause is I put all the lights on the tree. And what that means is I typically make two runs to Target, even though I make it my goal the first time to buy so many doggone lights that I don't actually ever have to go back to Target. But I do go twice. And I start with the tree, and you got to put it in the stand, and you got to get it straight, which is a real pain, not something you have to do with a fake tree. So, And then I take the lights... And I start at the very base of the trunk of the tree, and I wrap it super tight, like tight, 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 all the way up the center of the tree. And I want you to try to imagine how many rotations around the tree that actually takes, because it is a dizzying experience, and it's super messy, because you got to get all up in the tree, and then I get all the way to the top of the tree, and then I just wrap the heck out of the top of the tree, so I only have to deal with it from here down. And then, in concentric circles, working out from the center, so you've got depth perception to your lighting, I make my way out, all the way out to the outer edges of the branches of the tree, which gives me, year upon year, an almost perfectly lit tree, and I say almost because perfectly lit trees come in a box. <laughs> and they come in three parts and they plug in the wall. Five minutes. Okay? Love the lights. Love the lights on the trees, love the lights and the decorations on the homes. You know, one of the things that we did when our kids were younger, sort of one of our family traditions is we would go out into the neighborhood and live in a great neighborhood. And like people go all in on Christmas decorations in our neighborhood for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if these folks, I mean, maybe it's you, like you have like a whole storage shed just for your Christmas decorations. But if that is you, God bless you. That is awesome. Like we love it. 
So get a bigger shed, put more stuff out. We would go through the neighborhood and then we'd all kind of like pick the house that we think was the best decorated house. And then, you know, we'd sort of argue about it and we'd go, no, 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 let's go two blocks over. There was that other house. And we'd look and then we'd come back. And, and finally one year, and we did this for like maybe three or four years, my wife printed off like a certificate from the internet. And I don't remember what it said. It was like most awesomely Christmas decorated house of the year award or something. And then we filled it out and literally would go knock on the door and then we would present them with this austere, auspicious award from the Hendricks family. And uh, so right now, there are probably, I don't know, three or four families with, with that, like in a gold frame and <laughs> special lighting. What? Because that was a big deal. So, love the lights. I, I even like the reindeer at the Galleria. Have you seen the reindeer? It's okay, first 10 rows. Have you seen it, anybody? Yeah, I liked how they used to look better. I'm not going to lie. I, we live on Bayview, so we see them every day. They put them up on September 30. Why don't you just leave them up? You know, it's like the Christmas lights. Just leave them up. We all enjoy it. But it used to be classic. So it used to be that they were all white lights, both reindeer, and then one with a red nose. Perfect. That was perfect. Now they've got like this spastic lighting system that makes you wonder if you're going to have a seizure if you look at this thing for too long. But nevertheless... I think they're cool. So I like the lights of Christmas. I like all these tiny little billions of bulbs, you know, that we have really, I mean, if you think about it, Thomas Edison to thank for, but that we use to celebrate Christmas. You know Thomas Edison, right? Have you ever read about the creation of the light bulb? I read about the creation of the light bulb this week. If you have insomnia, that's my gift to you. <laughs> It's not all that exciting, but it's a more exhilarating than you think because what I didn't realize is that he and his team were working on it over here and then there were people, another team in Europe and they were working on it and there was another team over here and everybody was racing to try to figure out the light bulb and it wasn't like the bulb itself. What they were trying to find was the thread, the filament, means thread. They needed the thread that burned hot, that burned bright and the most important thing, that sustained, that, that continued to burn so it could create a sustainable light source that we know of as the light bulb. And Edison and his team cracked the code first, so like, they figured it out. So we have him and them to thank for all the lights that we light up all around here and all around our homes and all around our neighborhoods and all throughout our trees and some cases in perfect trees. And you know who you are. And I'm jealous. But, but we have God to thank for the light of Christmas, the true light that we celebrate with every one of these tiny little lights. It's a remarkable thing when you look at the Bible because light is a thread. It's a filament in the Bible too. And do you know where it lights up the brightest? When the Bible talks about Christmas. Isaiah looks 750 years into the future and he sees the birth of Jesus that we've come to celebrate tonight. And what does he say? The people who walked in darkness have seen a great what? Light. In fact, he says, those who lived or dwelt in a land of deep darkness, okay, he says, on them has light shone. Light and darkness. Christmas. You get to the New Testament, to the night of the birth of Jesus, and the angels appear to the shepherds, and you guys all know these stories. But what's Luke's commentary? He says, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord did what light does, shone around them. What about the wise men, the magi from the east? They come from 900 or so miles away and they travel night after night after night after night after night after night after night to come to the very house where Jesus is. And you're like, Tom, how do you know that they traveled at night? 
Because that's when you see the light of the stars. And the light of a star pierced the darkness from so far away. And it led them to Jesus. You know, Jesus wasn't just born. He grew up. He lived a perfect life. And when he entered into his ministry, he looked back on this event that we're here tonight to celebrate. And what was his commentary? He says, I have come into the world as a light. Why? Like, to what end? What's the purpose of that, Jesus? So that whoever believes in me, whoever takes me from out here to in here by faith may not remain in darkness. So if you take him seriously then, then you have to say, okay, so then to live apart from Jesus is to live in darkness. And, you know, I mean, maybe you want to take issue with that, and I kind of get that. I mean, you might be thinking, look, you know, I'm living apart from Jesus, and I have a lot of light in my house. Like, I mean, I can actually, with my phone, I can turn on all the lights in my house right now. You should come over to my house, Tom, and I will give you a light show. Like Thomas Edison has rid the world of darkness. You don't believe that, do you? I mean, maybe physically. But how do we use light and darkness? You know, it's interesting. We use it the same way the Bible does. The Bible talks about light, and light in the Bible represents that which is pure. Darkness, that which is impure. When we say that somebody has a dark heart, we're not talking about purity, right? It's the same way we use it. The Bible talks about lightness, light, and it says that it represents that which is true. Darkness, that which is untrue. Light represents wisdom and understanding. Darkness represents foolishness and ignorance. Light brings joy. Darkness brings sorrow. Think depression. Think all of those things that we are breaking records on as a society. It's remarkable. And each generation is more afflicted than the last. You know, the other thing that light does, and we know that, we're experiencing it now, is light brings sight. It reveals things, does it not? Darkness blinds you. You walk into a dark room, you can't see a thing. You turn on the light, now you can see everything. That's the way that light works. But the reality is that every person here knows at least someone who right now has 20-20 vision but cannot see for whatever reason. They're completely blind to the most important things in life that are right in front of them. You get the idea? Light in the Bible represents God's presence, darkness, His absence. Light represents His favor, darkness, His disfavor. Light, and I love this, in the Bible brings hope. It's remarkable. So then what is darkness? It's fear. It's uncertainty. It's anxiety. It's all that stuff. That's darkness. And if you know that darkness, let me tell you, it's real. And here's what you can't do. Swallow a flashlight. Can you? I mean, you could, but it wouldn't help. You know, in the ancient world, when they would travel from one place to the other, they would travel during the day. Because here's the deal with the ancient world. No electricity, no Thomas Edison, no light bulbs. All they had were, you know, little oil lamps to light up their path at night. And so they would plan their days very carefully so that they would make it to their destination before the sun went down. Because once the sun went down, I mean, it was kind of a perilous deal, particularly if you didn't know where you were going. So now it's easier to get lost. It's easier to step in a hole. It's easier to fall off a cliff. It's easier and you're far more vulnerable to attack, to being robbed, to being beaten, to being murdered. Those kinds of things happened in the dark back then, and they happen in the dark now. So when, in that state of angst, you came around a corner in the ancient world, and you saw your destination, a city on a hill, that's where they put the cities, on hills, lit up at night, 
What did it do? It filled your heart with hope. And guys, it was a hope that carried you, and it carried you, in fact, through the rest of the darkness. Jesus says, look, I have come into the world as a light so that anyone who believes in me, who takes me from out here to in here, may no longer remain in darkness. It's a remarkable, incredible promise. Guys, the Christian gospel is that the God of the universe, in whom there is no darkness, entered into this world in the person of Jesus Christ, this dark world, to take my darkness and yours upon himself and to crucify and put it to death on a cross so that three days later, and if he's God, this isn't crazy, he's the author of life, so that three days later he could leave behind a dark and empty tomb to speak into the darkness of my heart and into your heart and to speak a word of forgiveness and of hope and of light and of life. He is the light that every single light on every tree in every house that we see, so leave some up year-round, speaks of. He is the one that all of that represents. And here's the deal. That's hope. What is hope? Hope is the joyful expectation that the future will be better than the past. Do you have that? It's the joyful expectation that tomorrow will be better than today. Can you claim that? That's what Jesus comes to bring to you. And it doesn't mean that tomorrow is going to be easier than today, or maybe tomorrow is you know, going to be a little rougher sledding even possibly than today. It means that there is an eternal city that you have been made for and that you are evermore traveling to. And no matter how difficult a day tomorrow is, or today, or the next day, or whatever, it's better than the previous day because it's one day closer to your eternal destination. Jesus has come to deal with our darkness He's come to deal with our past. He's come to give us a future. And that's hope. That's what writes songs like this. That's what transforms lives. So think about that this Christmas, okay? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you did not leave us in darkness, but instead, in Christ, you have come. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to who Jesus is and give us hope. Lord, we come this night and we acknowledge and own our darkness. (laughs) There is impurity, there is untruthfulness, there is blindness, there is sorrow, there is angst and fear, uncertainty, there's depression, there's all of this stuff. God, give us faith by which to bring it to you and to claim the light of life that is Jesus. Lord, come into our hearts. Come from out there to in here and let there be light. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas.